It's hard to imagine having more time in my day to talk <laughs> to my kids about the things of God. I think that there are, it's a hard reality to like dive into and kind of chip away and say, okay, I'm looking at the day. Are there moments that I'm missing? And we're here to say yes. I think there are missional mm. moments is what we're calling these that we are missing possibly as parents, uh, that we could be connecting with our kids and connecting them to the things of God. And we're going to conquer, I don't know if that's the right word, but we're going <laughs> to yeah, talk about some of these these missed missional moments and how we can embrace them, recognize them, uh, and live them out on this episode of the Fierce Parenting Podcast. All right. So we'll see you on the other side. This is Fierce Parenting. Where we believe that kids are a blessing. Family is God's idea. And everything about parenting is discipleship. So leave the blame, shame, could-ofs, and should-ofs at the door and join us for gospel-centered conversations. Welcome to Fierce Parenting. Always forget there's another side on this on this one i was like is that the thing still for fierce parenting okay. it's our thing it's kind of like i i feel like it's walter walter cronkite you know, that's <laughs> oh. the cookie crumble. oh wow so we're no we're no cronkites <laughs> we're no cronkites i'm more of a cronk than a cronkite <laughs> <laughs> no this conversation uh if you've listened to the fierce marriage side you might have a preview of what we're going to talk about today obviously this is going to be all around the parenting scope of our relationship as husband and wife. So we're talking specifically how we teach, train, instruct our children in these things. But just to give you some background, if you haven't heard that, this particular conversation that we're going to have today is the fruit of us mulling over, thinking through the ministries that God has placed into our care, namely fierce marriage, fierce parenting, and how the whole objective within fierce marriage originally was just to point couples to Christ and commission them for the gospel. That continues to be core to our mission. The same thing can be said about parenting, to point parents to Christ, to commission them for the gospel. Then we got to th- we got to think about, okay, so those are the types of people that are occupying what we believe to be the so- society's forge, right? We believe that society is forged in the home because you're forming souls, you're discipling young ones, and they will eventually grow up to become the people that form our societies. Mm. And so we got to thinking about not just the people who are in the home, but the home itself. That's where this conversation came from is Mm -hmm. how is the home itself, the spaces that we occupy, the spaces that we cultivate and create, you know, even down to not just what we do in the home, but you know, what kind of things are hanging on the walls of our homes? What kind Mm. of uh, plates are we serving up food to sustain our families? Right. This is not, none of this is meant to be prescriptive or legalistic, but just thinking through the various little nuances and aspects of the spaces we occupy and how we might bend those things even more to the glory of God, right? And using our little moments and the little opportunities that present themselves to us throughout the day um, in the home specifically, not just as parents, but mm. in within the walls of our houses or the walls of your apartment, the walls of the space that you live in. And that's where this conversation came out of. So we're going to explore that today and hopefully enliven your heart, listener, to be aware of and to embrace and to even uh, create these moments in your home so that uh, your children may may experience God in new ways and you can experience God in new ways as well. So before we do that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't left a reading or review, uh, we'd be honored if you would take a moment to to tell somebody 
about this podcast simply because uh, we are going to continue showing up to do it. We just we need our listeners. The only way we can hear back from you, sadly, at this point is through <laughs> a rating and a review. So please do take 10, 15, 20 seconds to do that. That would be a really easy, awesome way for you to um, kind of talk back at us. Uh, if you want to go deeper, if you hear what we're talking about in terms of forming souls in in the home and how the home is society's forge, if that's exciting for you, uh, we would love to partner with you to to that end, to make the gospel huge in that space. Uh, and you can do that by going to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Again, there's no obligation for you to do that. Only if you feel led by the Lord and you feel um, and you have the margin in your life to do that, we'd be honored <clears throat> to partner in that way. So our mission here at Fierce Parenting is very similar to Fierce Marriage, but it's to point parents to Christ and encourage them in the gospel. And I think we need to say that up front almost every time because it is such a good reminder to Mm. us about why we are here and what our role as Ryan Selena is not to entertain you necessarily, because sometimes that just happens, I think. Mm. But our ultimate goal and our ultimate hope and joy is to point you to Christ and to encourage you in the things of God. And so with that... As we step into this quick conversation about uh, missional moments and defining those, we pray that this is, uh, again, pointing you to the gospel and, and pointing mm. you in how you are living out uh, what God is doing in your in your home. Yeah. So let's... Where, where are these moments? Yeah, what? well, and what are they? Let's define what they are. Okay. What is a missional moment? What would you say is a missional moment? We kind of... You look like you, you want to answer? No, go ahead. I kind of go asked ahead. you, and then I was going to go somewhere in my head. So... Um, uh, Missional moments are kind of those moments that you, you can live on mission. Nailed now. it. <laughs> no, I'm trying to not reuse everything that we did in the last episode. The of marriage Fierce podcast. Marriage, but yeah. uh, if you've, I don't know if you've heard of this book, but it's called Every Moment Holy. It's a book of liturgies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's a, a, a liturgy is a poetic kind of retelling or a, uh, the form, it's formal. It's it's it's, it's a formula for kind of a is. public worship uh, of something. So not worship of something. Sorry, worship of God uh, in the something. So like there's liturgies in this book about folding laundry and about changing diapers and um, how it sort of brought back the eternal perspective of of why we're doing some of these mundane tasks, right? And a uh, liturgy has a way of drawing out deeper meaning yeah. from a mundane thing. And particularly when we talk about this book, Every Moment Holy, we didn't mean to plug the book. Certainly go check it out. But the point is, um, if we get stuck in these ruts, say, you know, parenting is drudgery. Like, it is sometimes very hard. <laughs> it's very difficult because kids are incessant. One, we talked to one couple a long time ago. They said kids have a great way of sucking all the energy out of the room <laughs> and using it for themselves. <laughs> and that's so they true. They had like nine kids too. So Yes, they know better than, than uh-huh. us. The point is, is that it's hard, but so we can very easily fall into our ruts of like, oh, I've just got to appease them. And we have three daughters. So it's like, I got to brush their hair again. Right. No, they can brush their hair. But yes. But or whatever that mundane thing thing is. is. And so an example of a liturgy would be, oh, Lord, thank you that you've blessed me with a daughter. Yeah. With long flowing hair <laughs> and a brush. <laughs> and so you start thinking in different terms. It takes you out of that rut. So now yeah. you're not just focused on the, the mundane, the frustration, the frustration, 
kind of the the inconvenience of it, but instead right. you can embrace that moment as an opportunity to glorify God, to connect with your child, to yeah. appreciate uh, the your child, to appreciate the grace of God, and the blessing that they are. It's a reorienting yep. of our hearts um, that kind of begins, I think, with our our sight and how are we seeing things? How are, am I seeing this as a drudgery and a task? How can I see this as something greater? Well, we can only do that because of God. And so we have to go to him. He mm-hmm. is the giver of sight. And I mean, not I'm, I'm talking metaphorically, of course. Yes, he can give sight physically. Absolutely. He is God. I'm saying metaphorically, figuratively, we go to the giver and the creator of sight and allow him and the scriptures to weigh heavily on how we uh, not only just endure, but how we live this life mm-hmm. to glo- to his glory. Uh, for the light of him to be shown through us in how we parent. How are we, uh, how are we blind? How are we just living in this age of just, uh, just appease the kids, quiet the kids, push them away. Oh yeah, I need a hug. I love you. You're my kid, but go away kind of thing. Like how are we, I think there's just more to be had as parents when we are interacting with our children and, and teaching them the things of God, modeling them, and modeling to them how we love one another, even if we are kind of sick and tired of being around each other, right? There's those sibling quarrels that you deal with um, and leading them into the things of God and understanding and uh, showing them how they can trust the Lord, you know, through different conversations. But how are we can't just like it, not all of us has, you know, hours and hours to just do these things. Right. I mean, part of why we chose to home educate was that mm-hmm. it would give us more opportunity to yeah. Uh, I think be intentional in those moments. Not everybody has, uh, the, not everybody can make that choice, right? And so mm. we're talking about what are the what are the hours that your kids are at home that you are interacting with them. First of all, I would say, what are the hours? Do you have hours that they are home? And and if not, maybe that's a big question there. But if what are the hours and times that you get to interact with your children and on mm. a soul level? And they aren't always going to be. You know, yes, ideally, let's sit at the table, let's have dinner, let's talk. But I think there's more moments that we can, that we might be missing yeah. if we're not recognizing them. I think as we continue the conversation, I want to root us in a scripture and that I'm maybe throwing a little curveball at Selena here. So right. sorry. I will follow you Lovely blindly. <laughs> follow me blindly. <laughs> I'm going to read from Colossians. Uh, and this is Paul talking to the church in Colossae about, you know, rooting, uh, putting your on your new self. Right, this is chapter three. It says, "If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, not or seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth." Mm. That right there is it's giving us new sight. Mm-hmm. Set your mind, set your sight on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's a security statement. That's a you you have been. Like it's a foregone conclusion. You're hidden in Christ. So when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We're going to skip down a little bit. Actually, real quickly, it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And he talks about sins at that point. Um, And so let's skip down to verse 18 in chapter 3 of Colossians. Um, This is rules for the Christian household. That's the headline the ESV Mm. translators gave it. (laughs) So it's very timely because we're talking about the Christian household. Okay. Um, Don't get hung up on anything here. Just bear with me. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Okay. That's on the marriage side. If you want to to talk about that stuff, go to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. (laughs) Then verse 20, children, obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. Mm. 
Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything um, in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Verse 23. This is where I really want to hone in on. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Remember, this is in the household. Mm. It's in the household. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Um, and then it goes into chapter 4 and ends the, the book there. Um, so in whatever you do, I've often read this verse as some sort of comfort um, when I'm wondering if God is blessing my efforts. Mm. And I'm talking about work. I'm talking about, you know, other endeavors, whether it's, you know, school, education, you know, whatever you're pursuing. I would often read this verse and be like, oh, whatever I do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive inheritance as your reward. Great. So God, whatever I'm doing, is going to do it for God. And that, and I think there's truth in that, right? But this passage specifically is talking about in the home. It's almost as if Paul is recognizing these small moments. He's saying that the things that you do, children obey your parents and everything this pleases the fathers. Do not provoke lest they become discouraged. I find it funny and I don't have a reason conjured up why this might be but why didn't he address mothers directly uh, I'm, I'm curious I'm curious for that maybe it's because they got it all figured out <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's because they already kind of intuitively know this that whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men maybe there's something intuitively kind of hardwired into moms that they love their children in such a way that they already kind of do I don't know I'm just it's all just probably that. Thinking. probably that <laughs> probably that <laughs> but whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord not for men knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the inheritance as your reward I just love that and so these small moments or just that they're saying, God, even in this little, uh, in the book we mentioned, there's a liturgy for changing diapers, mm-hmm. <laughs> like recognizing that, hey, diapers are a grace of God. <laughs> they are. I cannot imagine ancient households. Didn't we try to do the, like, no, don't talk about that. I we don't tried think we to should. do the wash the diapers thing for a while. You, you know, it's okay. I have to each his own. I wouldn't go there. No, we tried it. It was just really difficult. So I think diapers are a grace of God. I think they're different seasons different of trying seasons that. Yeah. Trying like that. newborns, that's really rough. But yeah. Sure, Anyways, sure. more predictable <laughs> bowel movements of children. Yes, that would work well. <laughs> TMI. Sorry, guys. Okay. And that's what these little moments are, is recognizing that this is not just a moment. It's not a throwaway moment. It's no. not something just to get through. It's a moment that I can... Mm embrace with a missional end so good not just throw it away and get through because goodness knows that mamas feel that i just need to get through to bedtime i mean there are those moments there are those moments (laughs) and it's okay and god has grace for us there but i think he is so good to continually let us hit our head against those kinds of statements to recognize that, okay, I don't have to just get through. Like living this way is slavery. (laughs) I do not have to live this way. I can enjoy my children. And guess what? The time's going to pass before you know it. The time flies when you're having fun is such a true statement. I can have fun with my kids. I can embrace the moments that we get together after school that, you know, they're home. We're done with school. How can I connect with them? Hmm. How can we connect and be missional about like this moment that we get instead of just turning on the TV or get letting them go play whatever. And I get that, you know, sometimes kids need to come home and decompress and just chill out, you know, after our school days, sometimes, yeah, I let them watch TV for a little bit and just let them, just let them be because then we come out of it a little bit more ready to be together, to interact, 
to connect. And mm. I think it's important to recognize kind of those those timelines and those cycles so uh, to be able to connect better with kids. We've used this phrase, missional moments. What are we? What is the mission that we're actually <laughs> on? Okay, so Selena, could you pull up? Um, it's it's uh, the Great Commission, uh, Matthew twenty eight. Let's read that. So it's just out for all of us it's to. So good, guys. Obviously, it's so good. And this will root us for the rest for the rest of our conversation. Uh, we have to be faster on this one, remember? Because we, yes, we want to so. be. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Matthew 18, 28 verse 18 and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age mm. yeah so that's the mission mm. so Jesus came and he said to them by the way everyone all authority has been given uh, By to the me. way, <laughs> all authority in heaven and on earth, it's all encompassing, has been given to me. Go, therefore. Mm. So he's establishing his authority and then he's sending in the same authority, saying, Go because of that. Which should, the therefore. Which should be empowering to us. And make disciples follow, of yes. all nations. Yes. That includes your kids, um, if you've ever wondered. <laughs> <laughs> the disciples include yes. of all nations include your children, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded mm. you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm. So there's this making disciples, baptizing, which is the sign of the covenant. It's, it's the sign of the new covenant. It's, you, you don't get baptized to be saved. We get baptized as a sign of an internal reality, right? Mm-hmm. So you're basically raising them up in the things of God and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. That's Christ, everything that he has commanded. And he, by the way, reinforced all of the Old Testament. So it's not like Jesus just threw that out. No, he was the fulfillment of the, the Old... Did I say New Testament? I meant Old Testament. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Um, he, he, he's the fulfillment of the Old Testament, so we don't throw all that out. We right. take that with everything that Jesus taught, and we observe the things that he commanded in the Old Testament and the New, um, underneath you know the new dispensation of grace and all that good stuff. We don't do that stuff to get saved. Anyway, um, and then here's the comfort. I'm always with you. Mm. I'm always with you, mm-hmm. even to the end of the age. Well, and I think that teaching part, we have to be careful to recognize that us taking our kids to church or us putting our kids somewhere is not us teaching them. I want to make that different, like draw that line a little bit. I think that it is mm. not, maybe not everybody. I don't even know if I believe that. I believe that every parent has moments within the relationship of their child being at home to discuss the things of God. Absolutely. And so taking them to church is not a bad thing. Just don't count it as you're like, okay, taught them Jesus. It's not checking the <laughs> Check. box. The, like The box is never to be checked. I don't think it's we check this out of you, eternity. You live out. Like, you're yeah. always teaching your kids. And that's what we're exactly what we're talking about here is these moments in between are opportunities to disciple your children, to raise them up in the things of God, to uh, to press into the peace of Christ. I love that he says, I am with you always to the end of the age. I think for parents, we could even read it as, I'm with you always to the end of this stage. <laughs> <laughs> end of <laughs> because this stage. kids go through stages and two year, our two-year-old is coming out of a very trying stage and we're very thankful for that and the lord brought us through (laughs) this stage (laughs) like through the desert and of course you know some of the ways you can do this i mean if you just think about your day look at your day um you wake up you know ideally we talked about the parent the marriage side maybe you can get up with your spouse and you're able to read the bible together you get up an hour before all the kids 
get some time, connection time there, um, recognizing those moments and within your marriage. And then as the kids are waking up, how are you living on mission uh, or missionally with them? You know, I mean, maybe that's as simple as just turning on worship music in the morning. I knew a mom that did that. And I remember waking up at a friend's house and being like, whoa, this is awesome. Uh, maybe it's as simple as like including them in your devotions. Like they wake up and you're still reading your Bible. Come sit with me. Can you read this? Let's read this together. Mm. Um, recognizing those moments or, Hey, I know you had a rough day at practice yesterday. And, you know, I was reading this verse about, you know, God, God being with us through the hard times. And, um, I just want you to know that you're not alone and like God Mm. is with you and that I'm praying for you today. You know, just things, there's different ages and stages and ways of communicating with your kids that I believe the Holy Spirit will empower you to um, speak. Like, I know we're not perfect, right? We're, like Ryan said, we just finished, like, Genesis and Exodus with the kids. Um, and he's kind of skipping Leviticus for obvious reasons. Um, but we were reading in Numbers. We were reading about, you know, the Israelites complaining about how they had all the free fish and the food in Egypt, you know, free, quote, unquote, and and how mm. they wanted to go back and how they were just desiring meat and food and the interesting that thing that struck us that we talked about with the kids was that, was it wrong for them to want food? Like, was it wrong for them to ask God for food? They had been eating manna. They had been eating manna. Nonstop. And they were, they were over-mannaed. They were over-mannaed and they manna were complaining was about it and they were lamenting all the protein they used to eat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, and so, is it wrong to want something from God that you don't have? And the conclusion was, no, the desire itself is not wrong. It's the heart orientation around the discontentment. That yeah. I think is is where we need to be looking. So and they were discontent because <clears throat> they didn't really believe that they rejected God. They had rejected God because they believed that He wasn't better than Egypt. Mm. And that that's that. I mean, that's like capital offense, <laughs> and it truly was because it was. He then sent these birds, and they ate, they yeah. ate till they came out of their nostrils. It says, right. and there was a plague that killed tons of them. So what a, what kind of conversations is this bringing about with our kids? No, but we we were able to talk about desires. Like I remember struggling and I as maybe as an older like a teenager or something of like can I ask for things from God? But I don't want he's not like jackpot Jesus where I can just ask him whatever I want and believe I'm going to get it. <laughs> yes. Right? I just is it okay for me to ask for some of these things? And I think the question and wisdom that we can maybe bring to the forefront is asking your kids that question back of like what's your, what what's the motivation what's in your heart why are you wanting to ask god these things and helping them examine some of the mm. reasons and their desires and where those are coming from i mean that's really teaching and leading yeah. them in the things of god and it's it's crazy to me that numbers can do that sometimes because i'm like don't you just want to read the gospels and like you know yeah. when jesus was born and you know stories even in genesis and exodus but no god's word is full and it is ready for us to parent, parent, I, yes. I, well, I will, and I will say to the parents listening to this, the there is treasure in the deep tracks of the Bible. Mm. If you get beyond the well-worn paths of the really good story, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, Adam and Eve, uh, in Noah's ark, David and Goliath. These are all the well-worn paths. They're all really good scriptures, of course, but there's so much treasure to be found off those paths. And so I think this is a perfect example of that. That's a sidebar. So, I want to get back on the conversation about these moments, seizing mm-hmm. and identifying and seizing these moments. <clears throat> Pouring into your children. Part of identifying them, with them. Again, I want to stay on the, how do we identify yeah. these moments? I think it's really helpful to think categorically in this okay. regard. So mornings and evenings, I think would fall into their own category. Yeah. You're, you're beginning a day, you're ending a day. You're, they're bookends. Mm-hmm. And so you have 
unique routines around each ends of your day. And there are moments in there for us. We we do family worship every morning. The girls, I'm always reading when they come out. So they'll come, they always want to come sit on my lap. So whatever I'm reading, I have to put down, which is fine. I'm, I'm learning to cope with that. (laughs) (laughs) I realize they're not going to always want to snuggle. So I, I'll hold them close and I'll ask them how they slept. I'll always ask them if they had dreams because their dreams are crazy. I love hearing their dreams. (laughs) Little kid dreams. Um, So those are bookend times. So that would be the first category is thinking through seizing, finding these moments in those, in those times. The next one would be difficult times. Mm. So whenever there's a, our kids are in that young age where most of their tears, this is changing because we have three daughters and they're becoming more emotional tears, but it used to be that their tears would be mostly because of they've, they've hurt themselves in some way. <laughs> you know, they've, they've skinned a knee or they've bonked a head or something and they're crying and we're, and we're, we're comforting or them. Some sister took a toy. Yeah, or, or but now it's becoming more infighting, right? They're crying because they're frustrated with one another or they're crying because someone hurt their feelings. They're already assigning motives to each other about and that's something we're How, fighting against yes. right now. She did that because she's trying to. You can state a fact, to. but you cannot assign motives. Because no. our, our culture is rife with assigning motives, yes. and it never works. Never, It never ends well. We can ask questions and discern motives, but we can't assign them. Anyway, <laughs> the difficult times, That's a, those are holy moments. Yeah. And specifically, and this is interesting, I read a study, or a friend of mine shared this with me. He said, if you if you... They did a poll. They said, uh, do you believe you, your parents loved you? And they had a, a, a spectrum, you know, no, no, they didn't love me at all. All the way up to, yes, I'm absolutely positive they loved me. And there was like four or five different data points. You know, they kind of, I, I think they loved me. I'm pretty sure they loved me. And no, they didn't. And then I, they absolutely loved me. Um, how the people that answered my parents, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my parents loved me. Those people also answered that my parents were were there for me in my hardest emotional moments. So there's a direct correlation, it would seem, between our ability to recognize these these vulnerable, emotionally raw moments with our kids. There's a correlation between recognizing, embracing those as parents and our children feeling loved. That's so good because we can so easily be like, just toughen up. You'll be fine and get through it. Oh, and not to say that we need to worship emotions and experience, but I think to create that safe place for them to kind of unpack and unload some of those things that they're dealing with mm-hmm. uh, is not just, it's not us enabling, it is us listening and yeah. leading them into the deeper things of God. And then as a result, by God's grace, they feel loved and connected yeah. and safe with us. Absolutely. So categorically, again, the bookend times, the bookend moments, mornings and evenings, difficult times, mm-hmm. difficult moments. Uh, then the in-betweens. So, um, you, your mom kind of did this, right? When you guys would, like when you're in transit or going to school or right. something. I mean, this was before cell phones were, and screens right. were so readily available. Um, and even when, I mean, with us, with the young kids, we listened to um, the Bible. We would listen to certain things on purpose, intentionally, mm-hmm. so that we can have conversations when we're in the car. Like, I love car time because we can just listen to stuff. I don't always, I'm not always needing to teach and talk, but we can listen to stories of the Bible and, um, they can kind of sit and ask me questions if they do need to, if they're going through some stuff or if we're going somewhere and I know that they're a little nervous about it, like, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, that's really good. And those are the moments and that's exactly it. You embrace it. I think you can also do that in a fun way too. We can stop and say, Hey, are you okay? And are you going to be okay? That's more of like the, I'm caring for you. Yeah. Because also they need to know that. You're really good at this. So we went trick-or-treat. I'm going to date this episode, even though hopefully it's timeless in a way. You trick-or-treat? <gasps> <laughs> 
We celebrate Reformation Day by getting candy from strangers. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> and so we do say happy. We, we don't say happy Halloween. We say happy Reformation Day. And then we go and get candy from strangers. That's awesome. Anyway, we were going to a friend's house. We go there every year. And Selena couldn't, couldn't join us because the baby needed to go to sleep. And, and so I, I said on the way over, I said, girls, all right. This is the two older ones. They're five and eight. There's three rules tonight. What are the three rules? And typically I have rules for adventures. And yeah. like the first rule is like no complaining. <laughs> These <laughs> rules are different. Okay. Or the first rule is fun, have fun. And the second one is no complaining for <laughs> adventures. But for trick-or-treating, I said there's three rules. And, and they guessed. And I said, no, the first rule is you got to have fun. All right. They're like, okay, I can do that. The second <laughs> I can rule. do that. <laughs> the second okay, rule. I got that. Is you have to stay together. You stay together. Hold, hold so hands. I'm so glad you said that. Don't like. Guys, Della. little kids get left behind and they're yeah. screaming for days. Della's our oldest. Della, look out for your sister. Make sure that you're with each other. They held each other. They held hands I tell nonstop. You, my the whole mom, time, by my the way. mom texted me and said they were so sweet. She's like, Della held Emmy's hand the whole time. <laughs> I was like, what? So this is where it came and so from. There's that's kind of the the meat of the rules. The third rule, and they couldn't guess this one. I was like, the third rule, girls, is get as much candy as you possibly can. <laughs> Like get as much as you can. Like this is this is about return on our investment tonight. And they were all on board for that. So have fun. Stay together. Get as much candy as you can. That was a connection moment. It was. And it was in it a way was. holy because they felt like I was not just a chauffeur for them that night. Yeah. I'm there with them, cheering them on. I'm obviously with them as they're I don't go door to door, but I'm on the in the driveway standing while they go with their friends. Mm-hmm. And so that that was relationship building moment for them mm. and for, for, for me with them. I would argue that those are some of the best times and the best ways to connect yeah. with your kids is having fun with them. Absolutely, absolutely. We should do some episodes on having fun with our kids. That sounds good. Play is powerful. It is. And sometimes it's really hard to play with kids. Yes. So you can only pretend to be it. Well, my favorite game to play is Doctor. Because <laughs> Save I just, that for another episode. I just lay there, <laughs> and they can they just poke and prod, and I'm I'm the patient, and they're the doctor. It's great. It takes no effort. <laughs> every once in a while, you get a you get something. You get a little ouch. Yeah, every once in a while, you get hit in the eye or something. But all right, let's pray for these parents. I think we covered everything. Um, I think the challenge here is, and we just want to leave you with something really tangible: is think through what are some what are some ways that maybe your moments are leaking away, mm-hmm. and for. For us, you know, phones are always a, a constant distraction. For me, work. Like, I could easily prioritize work in a way that steals from the quality, like, moments with our kids. Um, so just ask the Lord, Lord, how how can I, what moments can I keep from leaking away? What moments can I embrace for the discipleship, for the, for the training of my children to love them well mm. and to point them to you and to enjoy them and to help them enjoy you more mm-hmm. fully, right? Mm-hmm. So ask yourself that. With that, do you want to pray us out, so? Mm. God, thank you so much for the blessing of children. Thank you that you've empowered us to be their parents. May we recognize and see the leaks where they're happening. May we find resources and tools to use to be able to uh, point our kids to you, to have fun with them for your glory. May we recognize that these moments are for your glory, uh, for our sanctification, for the holiness that is to be had here on this earth. Um, only by your grace. We love you, God. Help us to see our children in new ways. Mm-hmm. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep these coming. If you want to partner with us, we would love to get you in on the ground floor. There's virtually nothing for you to gain <laughs> other than <laughs> partnering everything. with us. But everything to gain. <laughs> Go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. We'd love to meet you there. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so with that said, this episode of the Fierce Parenting Podcast is in the can. See you again in about seven days. Till then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. For more resources, visit fierceparenting.com. And for daily encouragement, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support this ministry, please leave a rating or a review in your podcast app or visit patreon.com slash fierceparenting to become a monthly partner. We hope this episode has blessed you immensely. Take care.